as we look back on and celebrate the life of Jeff Dickerson today on ESPN 1000. Please consider making a donation at the GoFundMe page for Parker's Fund. Yeah, we encourage everyone uh, to donate whatever you can. Parker's Fund, uh, GoFundMe. I think we've all put it on our social media, so you can find it there. Carmen, Waddle, Sylvie with you for the next few hours here in our first Midwest Bank, State Street Studios, talking about uh, our great friend who we lost uh, way too soon. And we were on uh, for a considerable amount of the uh, late afternoon and early evening yesterday, talking about it, the three of us with Freddie Hubner and uh, another go-around where we can tell some stories, hopefully laugh more than we cry, uh, and remember J.D. that way. Um, I think I... I don't know. be offended if I don't make eye contact, because if I, I know look you guys hard. in the I eyes, know, I'm going to freaking break down again. Well, like you said last and night... he'd whip our ass if he knew that we were sitting here, you know, blubbering. Um, he'd never wanted to be the, 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 the center of attention, but uh, I... It's, I would just say personally for me, it's great to see the two of you guys and yeah. be with family today. Yeah, you too. I thought Jesse and um, Meller did a great job this morning. Cap and Hoodie are going to come in later today. And Freddie Hubner, um, Meller's here. And he's got so many stories that he wants to tell. I mean, we all have a lot of stories. 20 years worth of friendship um, as coworkers. Like, I, they're, they're kind of endless. You know, as I'm, I'm running through a bunch of them in my head as I have been the last couple of days. And it's all I think most of us have been thinking about. You know, we haven't said anything on the air up until yesterday, um, until Sylvie made the official announcement from anybody here uh, at the radio station about 5.30, 5.15 yesterday, as you guys were saying goodbye to Wilbon, you and Freddie. Um, we've pressed on and we've done shows. It is, I, I'm telling you that I, I know it's all we've been thinking about yeah. for like the last 10 days probably. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and I don't think we should stop thinking about it. I mean, I think JD's going to be on our minds and, uh, and in our hearts for a long time because of our experiences with him. And I think when, you know, your, 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 your colleagues at work really become like kind of your family, right? I mean, we have done this together for a long time. We spend a lot of hours together, a lot of road trips together. Um, and it's like, the, you know, these are your friends, you know, like uh, a lifelong friend of ours uh, is gone now. And it's just, you know, at 44 and it's hard to wrap our minds around it and comprehend it. But like, he's not going to be off of he won't be far from our hearts and far from our minds for quite some time. I I, I, I've had so many in the last, you know, like you said, Carm last week and, and even longer because of, you know, what, what he was dealing with, but in the last 12 hours, just text messages and conversations with people. And like to use a waddleism, to use a waddle line, we're not farmers. No, we, we talk to each other for a living where we talk to each other about our favorite things. We, we talk to each other about football. We talk to each other about family. Um, Carm, you, me and JD, even though you and JD are a bit younger than me, we're still in the same. JD was yeah. 44. Um, and, and we grew up together. Yes. And, and we grew up talking to each other on and off the air together. And we had to go through the same battles of 
whether it was one day we were a producer, one day we're a reporter, and the, another day we're covering this team, and, and we're sitting back there off the air talking about the struggles of getting in and breaking into the business, and then thriving together. And, you know, one text that I sent out yesterday is is to, it's it's weird, It's it, I, I don't, Waddle, I think you'll agree, though, is to couple of our former bosses I reached out to and I said, you know, thank you for allowing this place to be yeah. a, a, a workplace where you guys didn't frown upon us having fun mm-hmm. and, and, and loving each other and getting to know each other and growing to like Waddle and I have been together for 15 years. Carmen and I have known each other for 20 plus years. Yeah. Burke. Oh, has been oh, together with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and Tyler's running the board right now, and I even texted with Tyler last night. Like, Tyler's now part of the club. He's no longer the newbie, and I think he, as a young guy, feels the special bond that we have at this radio station. Dan Weeder texted us today about, <clears throat> you know, sort of like how he's sort of like that, that cousin. He doesn't work directly with us, but he is, and now he's yeah. family, and said to Dan, I go, it's one of the great things that we're allowed to do in this business is we talk to you all the time and we meet great friends because of this. And that's like, J.D., we all grew up together. I, I think, you know, you make a great point. I think Jim Pastor and Adam Delavitt played a huge role in that and fostering an environment where, you know, it's family. And, you know, I, I it, it, there is a correlation to playing a team sport. Um you know, I always was so blessed and felt so my favorite part of playing sports and, and getting the opportunity to play it at whatever level I played at was the relationships that you met, you, you make. And, you know, people always ask me, do you miss it? And I'm like, hell, I'm 54. I can barely get out of bed every day. You know, like I, I don't miss it. I, I mean, every now and again and you'll watch a game and you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I could have caught that ball or there's no way I could have run under that ball the way he did. You would put yourself in that role. But what I miss is the guys. I miss, I miss the relationships. I miss hanging out with 53 of the most immature 30-year-olds you'll ever meet in your life. Yeah. And there's no way to ever duplicate the adrenaline rush and the friendships and the bonds. I didn't think. This has been the closest thing that I could have ever hoped for with regard to kind of recreating that. The family atmosphere and the environment and the friends and the team aspect of it. Like, we've been saying this, Sylvia and I, and I know you guys feel the same way. We've been saying this for years. We're all friends. I know. We all like each other. Like, despite the fact that we will have moments. I still remember, Carmen, we were fighting about the 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 NCAA <laughs> playoff thing. And you called me a douchebag. <laughs> That's and, right. And you know what? I was like, you got really mad. Yeah, over yeah. That. I know. But he goes, like, whoa. But you know what? It took us about two hours and like we were back on the same page. I like, know. I mean, and I don't know. Like, I love this. I love this. This occupation because it gives you a chance to try and recreate some of those adrenaline producing moments. And you are, a, you know, somewhat of a, of a, you know, performer. And. Like, that has been a jolt, and it's been a great thing for me in 20-plus years of doing this. But yeah. the relationships that exist here at this place are special, and it reminds me of some of the great opportunities and blessings that I was given to have great teammates. And 
when we say that that this everyone here likes one another and loves one another and it's a family, I mean it, it's not just hot air. It, no, it, it's true, and I think that that's evident in a lot of things. We've had trips like the Cancun trip that we had to to commemorate, you know, a moment in our show was brilliant. The Super Bowl parties, the dinners, all of the stuff. It's just like so I, when you hear when I, when you hear it, it's it's. I remember you know, the last. Super Bowl party we were at at your house was, of course, um, the tw- you know following 2019 season because we couldn't right. do it last year because of COVID. And Mike Thomas, who was uh, for a couple of years here as uh, our market manager, who just went back to Boston. I remember sitting at, at that table and round like, table, that round table yeah. with Mike, and we had known each other at this point only for like a month. Right. Yeah, not not much longer than that. Now he had we had some conversations for a few months prior, but he really like sort of started full time in January. And he said to me, um, he go and he's been in the business of radio for a long time as a programmer of rock stations and sports stations. And he said to me, uh, he goes, this is uh, this is like some family you guys got. He goes, this is ah, and he and he said something to the effect of like, honestly, it's kind of weird. Yeah, he's like, I've never experienced anything yeah. like this. You guys are all really tight like this. And I said, I, I yeah, don't know I, said, I, don't, I don't know, what, I don't know how else to say it, Mike. Like, yeah, this is like this is it. We we're a pretty tight group. We've been together for a long time. We bust each other's balls. We love each other. Like, I mean, like, this is kind of it. And I think the reason you know? we make, you know, this is a topic of conversation is because J.D. was in the center of all of it. Absolutely. He was, like, I mean, he was us. Like Sylvie said, it's 20 years. I was thinking about... And we all had different relationships. I think you made that statement yesterday, Sylvie, that we all had different relationships because we were all, we're all, we're at different stages of our lives. Yeah, right. My kids are all grown. You guys all have kids at the same, you know, age level. So, like, my kids were watching Parker at yeah. times when JD was in a bind. Yeah. So, like, our relationships were all different, but they were all beautiful. JD and I were only a couple of months apart. Um, and I remember when JD got here, it was, it was Mac, Yoko, and Harry were just starting. Mac, was on earlier today and was very eloquent talking about it. Brought him over from the other station where he had met JD. And I had been here for a couple of years already. And so uh, it was June of 01. JD had just been here a couple of months. It was June of 01. Mac, Yurko, and Harry were just getting going. The station wanted to kind of make a splash. The Bulls had the second pick uh, that summer. And so they send Mac, Yurko, and Harry. And... I was the Bulls beat reporter at the time. Me, JD, and Mitch Rosen, our old boss, we go to New York. Um, they wanted to do like this big thing. It's Mac, you're going Harry. We're going to be big. We're the new station in town. We're going to New York for the for the draft. And they were doing it big, but since JD and I were 24 and the low men on the totem pole, Mitch Rosen was like, "You guys are sharing a room." <laughs> so JD and I had known each other about two months, and here we are. We're sharing uh, a little room in the Sheridan Midtown in Manhattan. Right. And uh, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about on that trip. First was like J.D. and I always got a kick out of this. So the day of the draft, we're walking over to Madison Square Garden and, uh, you know, get ready for Mac. You're going Harry show. He's the producer. And uh, we, we walk up. We're a few blocks away. And Midtown Manhattan, there is a 10 story high billboard of 
Joey Harrington in his Oregon Ducks jersey, okay? <laughs> because Joey Harrington was coming off that 2000 season where he was very good. He was a Heisman front runner, and they were, like, doing the Heisman right. campaign. The PR. And we're, the PR, exactly. And we're standing there, and I'm looking up at this thing, and I'm thinking, man, we're a long way from Oregon. And J.D., and, like, as you guys know, the way he just sort of delivered lines, J.D. looks at me, and he goes, man, big poster of Joey Harrington. And we we chuckled, and, like... <laughs> As Joey Harrington's career spiraled out of control, we'd always joke about it. And like in 06, Harrington's last year, uh, the Bears lit them up one game. I don't know if you guys remember. Joey Harrington threw like four or five picks against the Bears. And J.D. texts me, Harrington billboard. And like we always joked about that. But here's here's the best part of this, right? So it'll come as no shock to Sylvie. Uh, it's a road trip and I'm like completely sick. I mean, I had like a summer cold, like a sinus infection. I am like sick as a dog for most of this trip, right? JD knows it. We're sharing this tiny room. And I'm by the end of the draft, like I, I, I'm hurting. And they got done with their show. My job is really just starting because the draft is starting. They were going to dinner that night. And JD said to me, he goes, hey, when we get back and when you're done, we'll hook up if you're feeling okay and we're going to go out. And I'm like, yeah, just, just call me and we'll see. So I'm walking back to the hotel um, after the draft. I'm not doing well at all. JD calls. They went to Brooklyn to Pete Luger's. They're coming back into Manhattan. He goes, hey, we're going here. You want to meet us? I said, dude, I'm hurting. I'm going back to the room. He said, all right, I'll, I'll try to be quiet when I come back in. 2.33 in the morning, JD comes in. And now you can't. And now he's not being loud, but you can't help it. Here, a little hotel room, the door opens. and You do stumble I, a yeah, little like bit. I well. kind of, I wake up and, you know, JD comes in. Again, we've known each other like two months. JD comes in. He goes, hey, how you feeling? I go, man, I'm, I'm not doing well. I, I feel really sick. JD goes, here, I got you a Gatorade. Now, this is like, you know, back then, pre-COVID, you know, the you, you cured a cold with 7-Up and Gatorade, right? Like, that's, that's <laughs> what we hydrate. always did. You yeah. had to hydrate. You had to have Gatorade. And I'm like, dude, that's really nice of this yeah. guy. I mean, like, he he yeah, that's the way he was. Like, JD yeah. brings me a Gatorade. It's 2.30 in the morning, and JD's bringing me a Gatorade stumbling in from the bar. And, like, that's the first trip of I don't know how many over 20 years and so many great moments and stories that we'll tell and share over the next few hours and the next few days. I have I'm so sure. many like like things that just stick in my mind. Can, Sylvie, we're in Bar- Bourbon A. And just watching J.D. walk from the gates to us as we're <laughs> sitting there doing a show. There's no one around right. because the Bears are practicing early and then everyone leaves. And then our show starts <laughs> two to six. We're the only ones there. Nobody's there. It's us and the flies. Yeah. You know, and, and Abdallah and, and whoever else is, is with us. And there comes, you know, Jay, always see J.D., the saunter. Yeah, kind of wobbling a little bit as smiling. he's walking down, smiling, <laughs> shaking his head yeah. a little bit. Like, what the hell have they done to uh, you guys? John to leave you? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, too. That I, I mean, that Dan Weederer sent us a text today. And. We've all talked about how JD and and you know I think Robbie Gold at some point will call today yeah. and I know Robbie was close to JD and, and I think Jason McKee and Rasheed Davis and others had stayed close to JD other players because there was such a respect that JD was a professional and he was going to do things the right way and he wasn't going to take shots at people. This is as biting as Jeff Dickerson would ever get. The consummate professional. Talented beyond belief. Dan Weederer sent this out today. This was December 18th of 2017. Jeff Dickerson tweets, Bears coach John Fox doesn't have updates on anything. No editorial. You knew exactly what was on his mind. He, ha- no he hated that he gave him nothing. Yes. He wouldn't answer any questions. So yeah. great. But that was as biting yeah. as, 
as JD would. That's his personal. Like JD wouldn't get personal with no. anything. That's it. Bears coach John Fox doesn't have updates on anything. That's a classic quintessential JD tweet when he was annoyed by something. You know. <laughs> All right, we're going to tell stories. If you, I know we had a ton of phone calls last night, and if you know anybody that came across him, if you met him, if you want to talk about it, uh, feel free three one two three three two three seven seven six. I want to share when we come back if it's okay. The last time okay. JD was on on the air with us, it was fitting. Okay, it was it was fitting, and is this um, the Pittsburgh. No, oh, this that, is something different. You're close. Second okay. to last time we we, we had him on was it the Pittsburgh thing? Pittsburgh. That was, was the second. Yeah. I want to hear that eventually. I want yeah, to uh, we'll click on that. that. People have told me that it was a very funny hit, but the last time I think we'll all appreciate. Okay, and and fitting and and thankfully it was in person too. Okay, good. All right, yeah. uh, we'll talk about that and lots of other stories in our memories of uh, a great friend that we lost. Uh, it's Carmen and Yurko Waddle and Sylvie are here. We're going to be here with you until one. And then Cap and Hoodie, then Fred Hubner, then Black and Abdallah, 6 to 8 tonight. We'll be right back. ESPN 1000 remembers Jeff Dickerson. Join us all day for a celebration of our beloved teammate. Someone has to tell Charlie Manuel, the manager for the Phillies, to just kind of lower the pants a little bit. <laughs> Didn't Charlie Manuel look to be just the belt was way too high? My goodness, Charlie. I know. Just lower the belt a little bit, right? A little lower. You look very uncomfortable. It was like he looked like an egg. He was like running out there. <laughs> A lot of shows over the years, a lot of memories, a lot of Bears hits. He was funny as hell, too. <clears throat> it just it, it, dry like, it was sense always in his delivery. Yeah, yeah, like J.D. had a very, again, it was like that very kind of dry way of making his comedic point, you know? Like he was, that's just the way he was. I thought uh, Dan Weirer, you know, said it best this morning. He had perspective on a lot of things. And, like, when he would ask a tough question, Matt, I think Dan went through it. I won't even. But, like, he would, you know, he would lay it out. Listen, I know it's been very difficult, but, and 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 everyone's trying. You've lost six in a row. Yeah. How do you turn it around? Yeah. I mean, that was the you way You him up a little bit, yeah. right? Uh, Sylvie knows as a, as a grizzly old uh, uh, veteran Sylvie go reporter. right through your jugular vein from the Yeah, Sylvie more did. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. We were different. In that yeah. right. and, and but. Like, You'd be around those guys that would always like butter the guy up a little bit first, you know, before you kind of drop the hammer. You know, you just sort of ease in, and yeah, that that's what he did. He had tact and perspective, yeah, for sure. So uh, it's Carmen Waddle, Sylvie. We're going to be with you until one. Then Cap and Hoodie are going to come in. We're going to spend the day uh, reminiscing, sharing stories, and uh, laughing about the good times that we had over twenty years uh, with our our colleague and our great friend Jeff Dickerson. What did you want to talk about from that last so, visit? So I, I thought it was after the Conkle report, but I don't think it was after. It was right before the Conkle report. But some stuff was going on at Hallis, as there always is. Yeah. I believe the last time he joined us was uh, November 19th um, in in Binney's in, in Vernon in Hills. Person, it was a yeah. home game for him. Yeah. And we knew he, was, he, he wasn't doing as well, but he still looked great, and he still wanted to make a point to be there. But it was just all he was talking about. And we kept him for a few segments because it was just Bears chaos. Yeah. And, 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 and so, like we've done for the last 15 years, is J.D. Was, was sorting through the mess, the complete junk pile that was going on as the Bears were, were going through this losing streak. They were in the midst of another losing streak. Then coming off the bye week before the Baltimore game. And that Friday, talking about 
just how bad things were. He got he, to be he, very good at that. He, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it had to be Groundhog Day for him and, and others who are yeah. were in that building every single day to have to go over some of the same difficult stuff. Uh, but but and then and, I heard a clip that Tyler played with Cap and um, and 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 JD and a lot of people like when, when Cap is very pro Bears pro pace, there will be JD yeah. to say. Let's let's slow this thing down on Mitch, okay? Let's slow this down on Mitch. Whoa, that things thing. aren't. He, he's he he's not the second coming cap. And then when I'm in training camp, you know, yeah. wowing over the Justin Fields throws, and then in a I'm, I'm the preseason game, I, I think I was. I think we were going back and forth on Twitter. You know, because I was like, "Wow, look at that throw!" And JD is like retweeting me. Slow down. So, <laughs> Let's slow this down. So, and when it would be bad, he would tell you it's not that bad. It's not as bad as you guys are making it out to be. And when I'm telling you that Justin Fields is going to be great, he's like. It- Let's slow this down a little bit, Sylvie. He always had perspective, and he was a beacon on a number of fronts. Like, whether it was about our hatred or our delight, what what was going on up at Hallis Hall, or it was something in your own life or him discussing his issues, he was always someone that spoke with a calmness. Always. And always had perspective about always. everything. He was always there to kind of like middle us. He's like, guys, guys, it's not that bad. Guys, it's not that good. Yeah. Like he was, yeah. that was right. you know. Yeah. No. And he loved pointing out the all bourbon A team. JD loved that. He's like, guys, Mike Hass. It's it's you know, it's not going to work, guys. It's yeah. it's all Tio Fevolusje. You yeah. know, yeah. seen it's it. Like, seen yeah. it. Yeah. JD's <laughs> like, no, it's all bourbon A team. We used to always joke about the all bourbon A team, and he loved to each year he'd find a few guys and he'd tell us, don't go too crazy, guys. It's just bourbon A. Uh, Adam Amin's on the line. Adam Amin, who is a superstar at this point, uh, started very humbly here with all of us and goes you know, way back uh, over a lot of years with Jeff Dickerson. And uh, Adam just called in and he wanted to say hi. Adam, what's up, buddy? What's going on, boys? I'm, uh, it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear you guys talking about it right now. And I, I was on the I flipped on the Twitch and I just saw you guys in the studio together. And I was like, man, this it's, it's very memory jogging to have you guys all in the same room talking about him and it was hard not to kind of get drawn into you know memories of that too uh, i'm just i'm enjoying listening to you guys right now i mean you were on with us you, you know you were with us at nights a lot adam and that that, that was mm. there had to be part of you know the me jd hoodie that experience when we were doing shows together at night um you know like we all have this special bond in this business when you work the odd hours i think it's even more so right i mean like when we're the only ones in the building whether it's going back to me and sylvie doing that at night together or me and hoodie me and me and jd did that for a couple of years like there's this even stranger bond that builds when you're working here when you're interning with us when you're in the grind as an intern with us like in these odd hours when it's just us and it's dark and the lights are off and there's nobody else around no, 100%. Because that's when you felt like you could get a little bit goofy. You know, I, I would sit there and cut audio for Abdallah and Black and Sahadev and, and, and all the guys, and we'd always come up with dumb stuff. And I remember my favorite one was I had an idea to do um, you and J.D. were talking about how, like, I, like Ozzy Guillen was, like, at some bar or club the night before and I had an idea to do a my girl wants to party all the time uh, <laughs> he joined so like it's just like Bloody JD mercy. was always willing to like he loves stuff like that I 
I, I'm gonna say, I, I wanted to share this, and again, this is a very selfish thing. This is my own thing. I, I wanted to call in and, and contribute something to you guys because I'm not going to sit here and pretend I knew J.D. the same way you guys did, and I don't need to. It's, it's I knew what I needed to know about him, and I think that's the type of impact that people like J.D. have when you're just nice to everybody and you're kind to everybody and everybody just walks away feeling a little bit better when, 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 when they talk to you. Carmen, you're going to make fun of me about this. So I'd never seen The Godfather, uh-huh. like the movie. I've seen all the scenes. See, I know the, I know the movie. I know, I, I, I've never seen the movies one and two start to finish until the other night. And I'm watching John Cazale. You guys know John yep. Cazale, the guy Absolutely. who plays Fredo. Fredo. Right? Yeah. Phenom- phenomenal character actor. He was in like five movies. Yeah. And all five of them were nominated for Best Picture, like Deer Hunter, Dog yep. Day Afternoon, Godfather movies, all this stuff. He died when he was 42 years old, yep. passed away from lung cancer, he was a chain smoker. Meryl Streep was at his side when he passed. He was well-respected, all this stuff. And his best friend eulogized him by, by saying this. He said, John was a small perfection. He described him as a small perfection. And I read that, and I cried last night. And I got all my tears out. I'm, I'm, I'm done crying because I think a lot of other people have more reason to it than I. So today it's just kind of like nice things to think about. And I read that thing. And I thought, what a perfect way to describe certain people, yeah. a small perfection. Because you walk away from a conversation with J.D. or a, just, a, just a, hey, how's it going? And you just got a little bit uplifted. And there was always like a, a just a, a calming sense that you walked away with. Just you felt better. And, and, and that was the, the Kazale line just killed me. It was like you make people better around you. Everything you're a part of is a little bit better. And it doesn't have to be spectacular. It doesn't have to be JD took over the room when he walked in. It was never like that. It was yeah. just he gravitated towards you because he was a kind person. Yeah. And the way that people have described him today is exactly how all of us would like to be described because he walked around with just this sense of being grounded. You guys were just talking about his perspective, which is perfect. You know, he, he was always the one to, to settle it. He, he was so neutral. He kept everything so calm and so easy. And that, that level of kindness combined with that perspective is exactly the type of person that makes you feel better when you interact with them. And that was J.D. every single time. And, you know, last thing I'll say, I interned for you guys in 07. And obviously his, you guys were so good to me. And you guys made me feel so excited about being part of this, you know, small part of this little business. 11 years later, it's 2008, uh, 2018. I go to Bear, Bears training camp for the first time. Um, you know, it's my first year as the preseason mm-hmm. Uh, play-by-play guy, and it, the first guy I saw when I walked out into the practice field was JD, and he just gravitated over, and he had this, the big smile. You guys have seen a million pictures of it, just the big smile on his face. How, Eleven years flies by fast, huh? Yeah. Like that's 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 kind of what he said, and and I just I just remember that being just such a defining moment of the type of person that he was, and and I just really appreciated him, and I appreciate you guys. Let me say that. Thanks for sharing, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Be well, buddy. Thanks, Love you, brother. See you, Adam. Happy New Year, too, buddy. Yeah, there's Adam Amin. Great stuff. We'll take uh, more of your calls. We'll share more stories, talk about our friend, 312-332-3776. And if you hit up all of our social media pages, uh, you will find Parker's Fund on GoFundMe. You can search for yourself. If you go to GoFundMe, just put in Parker's Fund. It's up to like $250,000 in... Speaks volumes about I think, I mean, who J.D. Inc- incredible. was and the memory he it, leaves. Incredible. The, yeah. the impact he had on people and everybody that's donated, thank you. I mean, yes. that is really, really something. So 
Um, I, I don't know. I'm speechless at that. It was, I went to bed last night. It was like $168,000. I couldn't do it. And, 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 we we and yeah. we weren't even really on the air to promote it. No. Like in all the, the, the couple of hours that we it's did, just, this was before all that. And that's the tweet and probably the DM that I've gotten the most on social yeah. is, yeah. how can I help? Yep. Is there a GoFundMe for, for Parker? And like you said, just search Parker's Fund. 90% of social media is... Garbage. Trash. This is the ten percent that's phenomenal because Sylvie's right. We weren't even on the air talking about it. This is social media driving home the point that hey, do something here. You got to pick and choose the good of and, that, yeah, that I mean, vehicle. Just tremendous. So uh, Parker's Fund on GoFundMe. We'll be right back. As we look back on and celebrate the life of Jeff Dickerson today on ESPN 1000, please consider making a donation at the GoFundMe page for Parker's Fund. You guys and your liqueur. I, I can't drink that stuff. I can't drink Keep it like simple. I used to either. A little beer, a little wine, maybe a little sparkling wine. But you guys and your drinks. Sparkling wine? Sparkling wine. I mean, you wine. didn't really just say that, did you? I mean, now you crossed the line. Why? What do you mean sparkling wine? We love. I love, I love J.D. What's wrong with sparkling wine? I mean, that's just another way to say champagne because it's not from the, the champagne I mean, region, that's true, right? Sylvie. Look at you. I mean, like. If it's Mr. California, yeah. if you think you're drinking champagne from California, it's not technically no. champagne. It's sparkling wine. Yeah. Look, JD said to me, I wrote this too. Robert Instagram. Parker over here. Yeah, <laughs> the guy, the guy had deep thoughts on everything. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm telling you, for 44 year old and I'm 50, six years younger than me, he was he was sort of like a guy. Like I've got a big brother in Waddle. But but like JD would offer me advice, and I'd be like, how do, how does he know all this stuff? And and we would go for the Goodfellas dinners, what we called the group of of all of us who came up through the business. We'd have like twelve to fifteen people in a room, and we started off. Chef Hans would fix, get us into the wine room. Yeah, and I'd be drinking vodka sodas, vodka sodas, vodka sodas. <laughs> We'd start at seven by ten thirty. The room was spinning, and I would do the Houdini, and I would disappear at ten forty five. JD would be out at two till two thirty at night. Yeah. You know, um, oh yeah, continuing. And one day he just looked at me, he goes, "Selvi," and, and just the G, you could hear the JD voice, "Selvi, Selvi, 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 Selvi." You got you got to stop with the vodka. Your night is ending too early. You you got to appreciate the finer things in this world. And there's wine, red wine. Really, JD, red wine. You yeah. think I like it? He's like, you're gonna appreciate it. And and He's right. I, I started dabbling in wine, and then we went to Italy and See? little by little. But JD was really the first. And then Waddle and JD used to do the, oh, the we wine were Wednesdays. We were prisoner Pros. pals. Yeah. Prisoner pals. Always the practice. when we were on at nine, yeah. and then we would end at one, and then they would be like together drinking at three, wine at three thirty in the <laughs> afternoon, sitting in Waddle's you living room. You bond over things the that, grape, are, that are meaningful as to you would both. Say, right? When Jimmy yeah, say that, absolutely. It's time to appreciate the grape. Enjoying the grape, I love it. Uh, I think he gave me a. Uh, uh, we used to, I mean, like, if we would exchange gifts, it was basically, it's like that Spider-Man gif, right? You know, yes. pointing the finger at each other. Yeah. I'd hand him a bottle of Prisoner, he'd handle me a bottle of Prisoner, and we'd go on our way. I think Sylvie finally said a few Christmases ago, he's like, why don't we just stop? Because all we do is <laughs> hand each other bottles of Camus in Prisoner. Like, yeah, yeah you're probably right. What's the point? We're like, yeah. we'll stop giving each other gifts, because that's all we were doing. 312-332-3776. If you want to share a moment, a story, if you ever came across J.D., and so many people did. We heard a lot of those stories last night. 
um, high school, college friends, we welcome you uh, as well. If you're one of his ATO brothers from Illinois, please uh, ring us yes, up. Yes, I, I love those stories, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Matt's in Streamwood. Hey, Matt. Hey, Carm. Hey, Waddle. Hey, Sophie. Thanks. First, my condolences to all of you to losing your brother at the ESPN Network and your whole family. Um, first, Waddle and Sylvie, I, I want to apologize to you because I remember during that first Green Bay game, I called in after Jeff Dickerson reported. And one, I don't know which one of you asked him, how does owner George feel about you know losing to Aaron Rodgers all the time? And that Jeff Dickerson says, I know George wants to win. And I called in and I had issue with that, you know, and I, and now I have an issue of regret is that I never got to thank Jeff Dickerson for all that he did for all Bears fans and all that great reporting for over the years. And secondly, I never got to and give him my admiration for all that he went through. I never knew about his wife dying of cancer and himself now going through the battle and raising his son. It's just uh, my regret that I never got to thank him instead of, I, you know, I went after him for reporting that, and that now it's an issue of regret that I never got to thank him for all the years of what he did for us. Well, Matt, the first thing I would tell you is J.D. would not take offense yeah, to not that. Not at all. No. Like, J.D. He knew the arena. Yeah. Yeah. J.D. knew the arena that he, he was he was working in. Yeah. Um, and, again, I think his perspective is one that we all admire and yeah. we respected. Um Matt, thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks I, I don't think JD would be mad that you nope. saw things differently, or you Not had at, at least this is the, this is, yeah this is the arena we work in. I mean, yeah. there are going to be people that agree with what you have to say, disagree with what you have to say, um, but always respected where JD's you know where where his thoughts were coming from. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Honey Bear in Crystal Lake. Hello, hello, gentlemen. How are, how are you? well? We're I hanging can't even in. bother saying how are we because we all know. Hope we are. Yeah, we're hanging um, in. And, and, you know, I have to say, you know, uh, this obviously has been a really trying 12 hours, I guess it's been. Um, but I think it's universal, all of the listeners that have been on the Twitch chat with me and such. You know, you, you mentioned how much of you guys being a family, we all are feeling it, man. Um, this has been very cathartic and healing, having you guys, like, eulogize and share these because we all felt like he was part of us and we all um listening to you guys all feel a part of this family it's it's kind of fun with twitch because it's really become real and i mean i've been listening since 2009 and what i will always remember about jd other than being the bears beat reporter obviously is that he always had this realness this tangibility where we all felt like he could be one of our pals um, I'll always remember his stories with Parker. I'll always remember, um, for some reason, I'll always remember like the, the Lake County area where he mm-hmm. grew up and he spent so much time. In. And it was interesting, if I was the segue from before, it, it, the food. Yeah. <laughs> I Literally, my first thought was the Elmo's fire, and I, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I, just how he was so, if there was anything he was probably more passionate about, when it comes to his reporting and you guys, is his food. And I mean, we always joke about Nick being all about his food, but really, JD was all about his food too. So, like, I feel like we need to have like a list of all of his favorite places, so that us listeners and all of us that absolutely adore him, which you know, seeing on social media how many lives he impacted, and you mentioned with the GoFundMe. I mean, I saw it earlier, and I think I was only like. I want to say, like, 
50,000 when I first saw it, and to hear that it's over 200,000 just says everything about him. Yeah. And just that I would love to have like a a list of favorite restaurants of his so that we can do it. I know, like like I said, first thing was seeing Elmo's Fire. I'm like, what kind of random thought is this? Um, But just the food that he loved, the passion he had for life, um, the passion he had as a friend, as a professional, as a father. And, you know, yesterday, I think all of us listeners who have been listening for as long as I have did not know that the theme song for Waddle and Sylvie for him was the inspiration for the parody song costumes. So I know everybody on the Twitch has been petitioning for this. I think we need to name the, the parody song contest after J.D. And, and that might be a good idea. Yeah, it's going to have to forever be. I, it the, has uh... to be. I mean, think about it. He probably thought it was the most hilarious thing that could ever be attributed we tried, to him. We tried to change it, or Sylvia and no, I had the no. conversation about, hey, you know what, is it kind of jump the shark? We change yeah, it. And we, it I, has I, not I talked to him. I, we asked J.D., and he's like, no, I love it. The Don't you change Honey yeah. Bear, thanks. Thank you. Um, yeah, and, and she's right. I mean, like, it, I, this has been shared a lot in the last, you know, since we learned last night. Like, JD was kind of the party planner, you know? Like, it, you asked the crew, the beat reporter crew yes. that covered the combine every year. I mean, he was like, in get, charge of the wine orders he, he, and, and get, the getting the reservation at St. Elmo, and he did love that place in downtown. And it's a great place in downtown. In and he, he, JD had, I mean, he had the reservations, he had how many are coming. We, Super Bowls. JD would okay. This is where we're going to go, and this is where we're going to have dinner, and then we'll go for a drink here afterwards. Uh, he had I was going to tell, and I'll tell it later a little bit. I wrote down some things that like I didn't want to forget. I mean, JD had Aruba wired. Oh, I mean, yeah, he yeah, yeah. <laughs> he loved Aruba, that place, yeah. and I and I'll tell and I and I've been there twice because of JD. Basically, I mean, honestly, and I, I wanted to tell some stories about that. Like that was him. He always oh. You're going where? Okay, you need to go here, here, and here. I mean, like, that's just the way he was. And those beat guys, they'll tell you that he was the ringleader every February yeah. when they went and they spent that week in Indy I, for the I, combine. I suggest everyone uh, go on Twitter and read Rich Campbell, Yeah, who just had a great... I mean, just the great stories, and we should put Rich on. Yeah, yeah. we should. He, he I, was. I was think, great. We, like we've said, uh, we all had different relationships with him. I think the people that he traveled with and covered the team with over the last several years were the people that probably knew him as well as anybody and the ones that truly were exposed to the great person that yeah. he was on so many different fronts. He kind of just wanted to bring everybody together, you know? Right. Like that's what right. J.D. liked doing. Um, and he never was, like, the center of attention when you got there. He he sort of was the ringleader, but then it was always like, J.D. will just sit at the table, kind of chill, drop in a few funny lines here and there, enjoy, drink wine, smile. Like, yeah. that's kind of the way he was. Enjoyed good company. Yeah. All right, we'll tell more stories. We're remembering J.D., 312-332-3776. And uh, make sure you get to Parker's Fund on the GoFundMe site or just go to our social sites because we've all posted about it there. We'll be right back. ESPN 1000 remembers Jeff Dickerson. Join us all day for a celebration of our beloved teammate. Oh, Merck. That, that, little, that, one. that little one <laughs> second drop <laughs> is one of my uh, all-time favorite. We play it a lot when we're busting Merkin's chops. 
But but Danny, Danny in Schaumburg is on the air, on the phone right now. He uh, that's how anytime I answer the phone, that's what uh, he says. Does he? Oh, can Burke. I can I tell, tell the, the ba- tell the story okay. about the backstory to that? So I believe it was right before the Super Bowl, the week of the Super Bowl. Waddle, Sylvie, you were off. It was Waddle and JD were hosting, and I was in my office listening, and they were talking about who goes in the Hall of Fame, how it works when they make the announcement, and they were like, you guys were arguing back and forth how it works, and JD had one opinion, Waddle had another, and I had covered like. Seven uh, Hall of Fame announcements. So I'm like, I knew. So I called the studio. I don't know who answered. One of the producers answered. I said, put me on. I got the answer to what they're talking about. And so the producer must just put up, we have an expert yes. on the Hall of Fame. They so didn't know it was you. Didn't know it was me. Sylvie, were you in that there? Was it what? No, but I remember okay. the backstory because okay. because of this. Like, so JD is all I know excited. the feeling. Yeah. JD is all excited. He's like, oh, we've got a special guest. You who think knows- it's like going to be John Clayton right. or yeah. Peter right. King who's inside right. the room? So he's like, go ahead, special guest. And I'm like, Boys, how we doing? And JD says, "Oh, Merck. Oh, Merck. <laughs> like he was so disappointed <laughs> that it was the all time. And, like it is my favorite drop, I think." And yeah. I said to him, "I'm like JD, th- thanks for the intro." And he goes, "No, nah, I mean, no offense, Merck. I just thought it'd be someone a little bigger than you." And I said, "No, I'm <laughs> not taken." Bad. But then it's, I, you know, proceeded to tell. What, we, we, and we play it all the time. Yeah. Oh, Merck, and oh, I such, Merck. A, such a ball buster. Yeah, uh, Even like when we told this story uh, yesterday, when we went to go see him on Christmas Eve. Day, Day. And I brought the book because Merck, when Merck went to see JD, he didn't have one in his car. So Merck calls me and says, hey, when you go tomorrow, can you bring a book for JD? Did you hear about this? So book? we bring the book I heard about in. It last night. And, yeah, yeah, thanks. And I, and I handed it to him. And, Zetterman. And Zetterman, I think it was Danny goes, Danny, hey, if you're feeling tired and you want to go to sleep, just read a couple of yeah. chapters. And we all busted out laughing. laughing. And he looked at us and he goes, is it really that bad? And we're like, no, it's not that bad. We're just giving him a hard time. And he looks up and goes, I know, I'm joking. So, so, so there's actually a story in the book, uh, Wayne Gretzky. And oh, with JD. And mean. so JD comes in. I think, Sylvie, you were in that day with him. Is this when the Cubs drafted his son or something no, like no, that? No, no, So JD comes in and he goes, Merck. He happened to, he goes, Merck, it's my birthday tonight. I said, Oh, happy birthday, JD. And I said, I said, let's look up who else is on, who has a birthday. And he goes, I said, JD, Wayne Gretzky has the same birthday as you. And he goes, January 26th. He goes, very cool. And I said, you know what? I'm getting Wayne Gretzky on to wish you a happy birthday. And he goes, no, no, Merck, you don't have to do that, please. And I said, no, 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 I, this is happening, JD. So I text Wayne Gretzky and he goes, I explained to him the situation. He goes, Randy, I, I, you know, kind of confused. He goes, love to. He goes, but I've got meetings all morning. And I said, Wayne, we're just looking for three minutes. Just come on. You can both wish each other a happy birthday. And he goes, I really have meetings all morning. And I said, he goes, all right, call me at 1145 your time. There's an outside chance. So J- I, I tell this to JD. He goes, Merck, please don't bother. No, no, you don't have to do this. And I'm like, all right, I'm doing it. So 1145, I call the great one and he answers. And I'm like, hey, Wayne, it's Randy. He starts laughing. He goes, you really want me to come on to wish him a happy birthday? And I said, yes, I think this will be, be great. The two of you can wish each other a happy birthday. And he goes, he starts laughing. He goes, I'm all for it. Go ahead. Put me on. It's a cameo video before cameo. Yeah. Yeah. So That's JD right. and, and Wayne Gretzky both wished. I think we may have talked Hawks for a couple minutes, but both wish each other a happy birthday. The best part of that, too, is that we were joking about this upstairs. Like, JD was so in that Bears bubble because, like, the Bears beat is so important, and he covered it nationally for ESPN. Like he in the football season, we know we talk about it all the time. Like there really is no off season. No. These reporters are at it constantly, and JD took it so seriously, and he put so much hard work into it that when we would do night shows like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and he was multitasking, and it'd be the summer, 
and I've said this yesterday, last night with you guys, like we still would mostly talk Bears, but then like, well, JD, we're gonna we gotta talk some baseball. We're gonna put Jim Bowden on, and and JD would go, "Ooh, Carm, you handle that one." And he goes, JD would go, "I don't want to talk about the Angels bullpen." And I'm like, "Well, we don't have to talk about the Angels bullpen." But I'm like, "We're gonna put Chris Singleton on." And he would always he'd shake his head, he'd look at the runout, he'd go. You deal with that one, Carm. I mean, like he was but so, yeah, and when, so. But when he went to Bristol and was doing national shows, you would have never known because he unreal. was so able to spray to off fields. Uh, Merck has another like great, like big time guest story like that where where JD was like, ah, really? Do we need to do that? And Merck, like, yeah, I, I want you to tell that story. Yeah. I mean, like we we have so many of those. We could just go on and on, and we'll try to. We're going to be here all day, Porter. You know. Uh, J.D. loved Loyola because he, he did the games for Loyola basketball for a long time. Porter Moser is going to call in in like 20 minutes. Uh, Adam Delavitt, our old program director, who goes, wait, you know, 20 years. Like they produced Matt I mean, Garko and Harry together. Right, yeah. I mean, they go back a long way. Um, I've, I've been texting with Adam and his brother, Scott, who knew J.D. incredibly well because they lived up in the same area together and their kids are about the same age. We were texting. Scott and I were texting a lot last night, Scott Delavitt. Um, but Adam's going to call in later. Um, Ryan Cheverini's going to come in. Cap and Hoodie uh, at 1, Freddie Hubner at 4, Black and Abdallah at 6. So we'll be sharing stories and uh, doing our best to... I don't know, I feel like it's therapeutic for everybody that really knew and yeah. loved J.D. because we can laugh and tell stories about just what an amazing person he was and all the great memories and all the great times uh, we had with him. We'll be back.